You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. So I rode my bike to the game to the tailgate, um, and then I tried to jump a curb. A bunny hop a curb on my bike because I was so excited to go to the game. And I was riding to James's tailgate and I was on College Street on that sidewalk on College Street, which is again, kids, don't ever ride your bike on sidewalks. I was breaking my number one rule of cycling. You don't ride your bike on sidewalks and decided I'm going to jump this curb and then cut onto College Street and ride on the road like you're supposed to. I jump it at full speed. And you're like uh, a trick off of it. No, but I definitely like thought about, I thought in my brain that I was doing a trick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My back wheel hit first and it was not a good clean hit. And then my front wheel hit down and my, my, my left foot fell off the pedal and got scraped. My uh, shin got scraped up. But on the way to the game after that, I start feeling like my back tire is getting lower on, on air. And I'm getting really annoyed by that. <laughs> Um, I'm like, man, hopefully it doesn't go out. Hopefully I just left the house with a low tire and didn't actually pop a tire. So I get to tailgate. We have a good time. I go to the game, come back from the game, and my bike's just sitting on a flat tire. And I live probably three and a half miles from the, mm. from the tailgate, maybe more from the tailgate. Yeah, on the far side of campus. Yeah. And I walked home. <sighs> <laughs> but here's the funny thing about walking home, pushing a bicycle. I know that I beat some people. Oh, yeah, you could have. Oh, I could have never gotten no. home as fast as you I, made it home. I got home in an hour and 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah. It would have taken us two yeah. and a half to get there. Because <laughs> as I'm walking down College Street, because I live on College Street, and walking down College Street, I'm noticing like just cars yeah. stopped heading yeah. north. And then a tr- I, I walk across the train tracks, and a train comes like right after that. And so I know all the people behind yeah. me are like still something. Like, you know what? This may have been the right decision. But I get back, and I am so hot and sweaty. Soaked, I'm sure. My watch says that I burned five thousand calories mm-hmm. Saturday. Pretty nice day. I have blisters use that. all over my feet. Oof. Yeah, Oof. my vans, my walking vans are not mm-hmm. weren't made for that. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that was my Saturday night. After that was the that was the worst part of the two lane game. Hit the theme, Jack. Back, back, run like a wild man. I watched you struggle and I watched you wrestle with them angels. Where is from Auburn University, Bo Jackson. The correct journey here at Stadium Time is 8:24 Central Daylight Standard Time. Greetings and salutations, Orange and Truthers. Your digital audio device is tuned into the Orange and True podcast. Harvard by collegemagnolia.com. I am Sunday Crow Drew at Sunday Crow 2 on Twitter. At Sunday Crow on Vimbo. A lot of names. Call me whatever you want. To one side of me is the rumor monger, grill engineer, Ryan S. Starrett. At Ryan S. Starrett. The S is for soccer tonight. Are we sure what time it is? I think we need to uh, stop the clock for a minute, uh, try and get it working again. No, oh, yeah. I don't think it's working right now, oh, especially in junior. Gosh, gracious. It's the first, first home game for everybody, guys. To the other side of me 
giving you full Fort Payne ASMR. A man of taste. A man who has a hundred years of down home running through his blood. A man who wore a Hawaiian shirt to the tailgate. AU chief. Sorry, Lydia. I forgot what I was supposed to say here. Oh. You were supposed to make fun of me for not knowing Trick Daddy. You didn't know who Trick Daddy was? (laughs) Here, man. Trick love the kids. Trick love the kids. There was a time, right, in rap music where random rappers would shout out kids. Like, Trick love the kids. (laughs) Wu-Tang is for the children. (laughs) Things like that. No one really knew it. Knew what they were talking about. All right. This week in Auburn soccer... Had two wins. It was a good week. Five nil in aggregate. You went to one Syracuse of these and Troy. Went to the first half of the Syracuse game. The six thirty kick is nice until you're there with a seventeen month old. Mm. Gets to be halftime, and you're like, it's it's a little, little tough. <laughs> it's bedtime. It's yeah. now eight o'clock. Yeah, Avi was there. So oh, now my daughter says Avi, which is great. Oh, Avi maybe at the tailgate this week. Whoa, breaking! Wow, yeah. why is how's that going to happen? I'm just. You talk to him? No, no. I wish. I wish I was that close. Like, hey, man. Uh, for, uh, well, I was not a friend. I was a friend of a friend of all me. Oh, nice. Uh, back in the day. Uh, but, uh, yeah, maybe. So, keep an eye out. Say, look, there's course Banquet beers. There are. I bet, uh, I bet Drunk Albie would be all of <laughs> I have tailgated with Drunk Albie. Oh, man. We had a win against Syracuse, 2-0. Three folds, one goal, one assist. And then a win against Troy, 3 0. One of those um, was. Okay, I was thinking one of the first game was a PK as well. No. Uh, it might have been. No, I don't In know the Troy game was PK. Well, yeah. yeah. Fultz had a PK, which is now four straight games where she has scored a goal, which is a new Auburn record. Yeah, she's pretty good. She was named SEC Offensive Player of the Week. Hmm. She is real good. But freshman Sydney Richards had a brace. Against the Trojans of Troy. And one of those goals, you go to the Auburn Soccer Instagram account, one of those goals is outrageous. Is it, are you talking about the one where there's a pretty nice pass all the way down right next to the net? Yeah. She just kind of chipped it in in midair? She didn't. I was the ball never hit the ground. Yeah. Mm, one the, touch. The ball's coming to her, and so, while still in the air, she just knocks it in. Like a one-timer. Yeah. But this was not an easy one. This was like she had to it's get very, her leg fairly high, waist high. Yeah, very Zlatan-esque. She's a lion, Sydney Richards, not a human. <laughs> so that's a, that's a fun team to go watch. Both goals against Syracuse were in the second half, so I missed both goals. But oh. it's a fun atmosphere, and there were a lot of people there that's cool. for that first game. It was that's cool that's for a Thursday game. night game. Yeah, a lot of folks there. I'm hoping to make it out for and, at least a couple. You know, Syracuse, another ACC team. ACC is kind of a soccer conference, right? Right. Yeah. Right. And it's Syrac- good to pick that one up. Syracuse and uh, beating Syracuse and beating Maryland has, is a big deal. Yeah. So all, all three of Auburn's wins so far have been shutouts. Yeah. All right. That's pretty good. Okay. Which was that was the concern going into the year was how's our we have a new goalie mm-hmm. and a lot of new people new faces on defense, but. I mean, you ask Troy, how, ask Troy about it. <laughs> it does not look good. Um, next week, they got Southern Miss. At home? At home, I believe. At home on Friday night. Yeah, Friday oh, night. There we go. So if you're going to the Kent State game, go watch the soccer, soccer Tigers get, you, get them a win against the Southern Miss Golden Eagles. Southern Miss is 3-3. Three three. They beat Mississippi Valley State 8-0 on Sunday. That is unfortunate. That is a German-Saudi Arabia score. That is. That is... <laughs> 
is Haiti playing in the World good. Cup? What's <laughs> happening? Man alive. Yeah, eight nils. Not the, those poor tigers. I don't know what they are. I don't know. This we all seen. Tiger seems a. Yeah, beats me. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm gonna look it up. That's yeah. our. Keep going. We'll That's circle our, back to you, Chief. If you hear, if you hear my daughter in the background, she's fighting off a, a little bit of a stomach bug. So, hashtag pray for daughter partner of the, of the week. Partner of the daughter week. Daughter of Son of Crow. <laughs> hashtag pray for daughter of Son of Crow. <laughs> it's a long hashtag, but let's do it. <laughs> um, let's get that going. Let's get that trending on Twitter. Let's do it. I I saw that after the Oregon game, Bo Nix was trending on Twitter, both spelled correctly and spelled mis. Like incorrectly. N I C N I C like Stevie. Yeah. Hmm. I think what your autocorrect will correct it to N I C. Oh. On Apple. Yeah. They're the Delta Devils. Oh, that's a great name. That is a great name. Miss, you know yeah. who I think went there is Jerry Rice. Um, I that sounds correct. I know you went to some small school, Miss. Jerry Rice, Mississippi Valley State. Come on. Boom! Yep. Jerry Rice, six foot two, Mississippi State University. Didn't have to finish in Google. Nice. I can't help but say that name to the jingle of Southern Union State Community College, Mississippi Valley, Mississippi State, Mississippi Delta Valley Devils. State University, <laughs> Delta Devils. Ba 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 ba. That's a uh, Jethro Tull is what that uh, is. Okay. Wait, were you saying Mikado? Mikado. It's me, man. Fun. No, he's no. saying Southern Union. Oh right? no. No, Makata is uh, Jethro Tull. Sorry. You know the Makata jingle, don't you? No. Come on. Is that, is that uh, like a fun? Alabama radio commercial? Fun. No, that's a local Auburn commercial. Makata is a Hershey grill. Makata means fun. Yeah. Come on and let's ha- I've been singing it over here. <laughs> yeah. Come on and let's have fun. See, I just remember all of the uh, commercial for Braves games. Makata. Stanley Steamer. Um, Cooks. Do you know what Makata so, actually O'Reilly's means? Happy? I don't know. No, it means like, I was told this by a server at die. Makata. It means like this. <laughs> like it's an article or something. Yeah. I can't, okay. That can't be right. But like, goes yeah, this is Makata. This is Makata. Makata, the unofficial <laughs> Japanese steakhouse of this podcast. Oh, yeah. This podcast is the official podcast of Makata's Japanese steakhouse. The official podcast of guys named Josh. Uh, the official podcast of Auburn Twitter. We got a lot of official. We're the official yeah. podcast of a lot of things. Auburn soccer. The yeah. The sure. source for we are your Auburn source soccer. for breaking Auburn soccer news first, guaranteed. I mean, as far as I know, no other podcast has had uh, Coach Karen Hoppe on. Yeah, we're the only one. We're the only one she cares about enough to do that. Uh, in other news, non-football related, basketball released a roster. Let's yes, run man. this down. We've got some interesting things in the basketball roster because. Number zero, taking Horace Spencer's mm. number zero, Tyrell right. Jones. It's going to be weird to see. Uh, even weirder, number one, taking Jared Harper's number, Jamal Johnson. Even weirder, number two, Jalen mm. Williams. Is there a thing where everyone wants those numbers, or is it... I feel like number one is yeah. usually a pretty popular number. Yeah. I don't know about zero yeah, or two. But I would be zero if I couldn't be 34. We're not retiring. You would do anything Horace would do, right? Oh no! Are you, are you a headband? I was a, I was a Jeez. Gilbert Arenas fan. Okay. Yeah, zero. Agent Zero. Yeah. Did you guys see that the NBA's banned the uh, tie behind headbands? That stinks. Who wore them? Last year, a bunch of guys started <laughs> all the Rambo out here, <laughs> like Rafael Nadal. Last year, a bunch of guys started wearing the Rafael Nadal <laughs> I've never tie seen headbands, wear it, so. 
And it got really, well, kind of trendy. And then the NBA said this year, no. They should ban They're those. unsafe. Well, they're just ugly. <laughs> LeBron was wearing them in the offseason. Oh, I think that's God. what happened. The people were like, wait a minute, if LeBron does this. A bunch of kids are going to run around wearing Rafael Nadal headbands. <laughs> anyway, Tyrell Jones, Jamal Johnson, one. Jalen Williams, two. Danjel sticking with three. Javon Franklin at four. Javon McCormick still at five. No, not still at five. That's Chuma's number. Oh, yeah. that's right. Javon is, was... is five going to be like... Five is the number of the best player. Is it kind of our 14 <laughs> at LSU now? Oh, sure. Yeah, forgot about that. I LSU guess. has, you know, 14 their football player. Thanks yeah. for the pronunciation guide on these. Well, you know, Howdy. Crow, Crow had some issues with that. So I thought <laughs> I'd help him out. Infamously, yeah. one might even say. Samir Dowdy is getting rowdy. Um, How do you say this next one? Babatunde Akimbola. There you go. Stretch. Yeah. I, had a na- I had a song with Babatunde Akimbola, but I can't remember what it was. It just reminds me of uh, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective 2. You know, the Bob... Our new... Bob <laughs> That's right. Our, <laughs> our new forward comes from Africa. That's, that's what it was. Uh, Crow's working on a new cover, guys. Yeah. Um, Alex, Alan Flanagan, 22... And then new baby superhero Isaac Okoro at 23. That's the goat number, right? Which we think that's his yeah, high that school. Is, that was his high school. That number. is LeBron's number, right? Uh, and uh, uh, Jordan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, LeBron and Jordan. LeBron's. Uh, and, and of course, he, he wore six. So that's Kenny Irons. He's the Kenny Irons number, guys. Oh, that's. And Ronnie <laughs> Brown. Ronnie Brown is his number, that is. My friend. And McLemore, still 24. What was. Wait, what was Javon? This blew my mind. What was Javon McCormick's number last year? Was he 14? Yeah, I think he was 14. Yeah, I think that's right. He so he's going to a single digit number and decided he wants to be. Here's what's funny: I got pictures of him in an Auburn twenty three jersey, and an Auburn twelve jersey. Maybe he was twelve. I think he was twelve. Yeah, he's probably twelve. No, Will's gonna get pissed at us. And now he's gonna wear five: Mustafa Heron, Chumo Kiki, Simeon Bowers, Simeon Bowers. Yeah, the legacy lives on at the five number with Javon McCormick. Uh, You're here first, Javon McCormick, first round draft pick. <laughs> Just like Sidney Mowers. Devin, <laughs> Devin Cambridge, number 35, and Austin Wiley, big number 50. Yeah. Um, there's, there's a lot of numbers in there people didn't take. I guess this, people like the single digits are in stone now. Yeah, well, like 34 is retired. Yeah. I mean, yeah. who is the on court captain for this team? Ryan asks. No, no, no. So I'm talking about for next year. Right. Sorry, did you say is or was? Is. Is, okay. I thought you said was. 2019-18 season's over, man. Right. We're, well, we're, so we're here's the thing. We're, we want to talk about basketball. I think it's going to be People scary. are getting a little too uh, uptight about football right now. Let's talk about the good stuff. This is a ba- we're a basketball school. Javon yeah. McCormick. This guy wrote a song about that. Javon McCormick is my pick to be the on-court vocal leader. You want it. I want to be because he's the point guard. It's either Javon or it's Samir. Yeah, um, I, I think it's Samir. I think it's Samir uh, as well. He's not the most vocal guy. He's a pretty quiet fellow. Jared was pretty quiet. Yeah, Jared yeah, that's true quiet. too. But I wouldn't say I would have said Bryce might have been the on court. Well, no, I mean Jared was the one. Jared was a field marshal. Yeah, yeah. when Jared told a guy to do something, they did it. Yeah, no, uh, he took I, a bu- he took a punch from Bruce Pearl. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's <laughs> true. Who is the most important player on this team? Um, hmm, that's a good question. I think the answer is. Maybe Javon McCormick, unless it could be Austin Wiley. We get younger at the point guard position. Somehow. Yeah, so I want to say Austin Wiley, but 
we, yeah, we have yeah. Anthony McElmore that's going to be probably playing five as well. So really only one of those guys to well, have a big year. If what I've read is true and Bruce is committed to slowing the ball down this season, it's going to need to be Austin. I don't like, don't like to play basketball. Me neither do I. But if we're going to play slow, we've got a gigantic person that most we're, teams don't Yeah, have. we're not as deep in that in experience this year. So that's probably right. why Bruce has an eye towards moving a little slower. And we're more forward heavy than yes. guard heavy. Yes, that's true. So yeah. like last year, I would have said our best three players were all wing and guards. Mm-hmm. This year, I think our best three players are Austin Wiley, Anthony McLemore, and Isaac Okoro, who are all forwards. Yeah. Um, I think you need somebody that's going to take high volume of threes, though. And I'm not sure that's – I don't know if it's going to be Dangel. I don't know if it's going to be Samir. You know, Samir actually had the best three-point percentage on the team better than Bryce. Yeah. So I, I don't know if he's going to – Based on the way Dangel plays right now, I don't know. He doesn't drive a lot with the ball. Mm-hmm. It might, he might be taking tons of threes. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm interested to see where we play Dangel this yeah. year. I think he's the most important for Auburn to have a great year. Because yeah. I, if he doesn't have a good season, I think that kind of yeah. cuts the ceiling for Auburn. Yeah, you're right. But I think Auburn can still be a really good team if he doesn't have a good year. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Auburn can be good without him, but I don't know if they can be great without is him. Is he going to play the four or is he going to play the three? That's a great question. I think he it, might play both in the same game. Yeah. Right. Because I think you're going to see Samir play more two than three this year. Mm-hmm. He, um, you might see Samir play some one. Yeah. I think there's that possibility too. It only happened. And then it depends on where Okoro plays. Defensively, you put Javon, Samir, and Okoro on the court together. That's a pretty salty perimeter defense. Because Javon's not a slouch on defense. And Samir was our best on-ball defender last year that wasn't named Bryce Brown. And then Isaac Okoro is the best defender in America coming out of high school. So I I would say... You're looking, if you have those two guys in the court, you could put Dangel, who's not a great defender. Our, you could put Dangel at the four. Yeah, Dangel's not. He's, but he's good at times. He's, he takes. He's, a, he's an offensive forward. Yeah. He's a, are, we, are we going to get any Wiley and McLemore on the court together? Because I wanted that all season last year. I think never got if it. we're looking at slowing the ball down, I think that's. I think McLemore's built more like a four. Yeah. But you need Wiley to be having a good year yeah. right, to do that. He's you, built more like a four. Four. Do he we play more like a four? Do we think Okoro is going to step into the human role here? Uh, I don't know. He's not Okoro's as often scorer, yeah. yeah. He's not, but he's he's going to not be on the bench much, from what he, I understand. I'm just wondering if he's the guy that we're going to have in there that can defend the perimeter and the post. He has to be because I don't. Austin's a great player. Austin's not the best defender. Macklemore's not a, quick. Macklemore's a good defender. From the weak side, he's not a he's good help defender, not a great on ball defender. Yeah, that's what the thing that Macklemore was so good at. He's good at blocking shots, but being good at blocking shots is very similar in football to being a good uh, interceptor of the ball. A lot of times, DBs who can pick or safeties who can pick the ball off a lot hides the fact that they get torched mm-hmm. every other time. You can really hide some bad defense with a couple of picks. People go, "Oh, so and so is really good." Well, actually, yeah. he's not that great. He just makes some splashy plays. Mac was not a great man-on-man defender, but he was so good at blocking shots from the help from help side that it hid the fact that when his guy had the ball, he may not have been the best. Right. But like two years ago, he was the best shot blocker in America. 
Last year, he was still pretty good. If we can get somewhere in between that, plus hit Austin, we're solid at the yeah. five. Yeah, I agree. What was your favorite moment from last season? Probably the time that I wrote a song and ended up getting to go to the final <laughs> yeah, four. You're just pretty easy there, yeah. Um, As great as all the postseason success was, and, and maybe this is just because I was watching a few highlights today, but the Tennessee game to end the regular season. That was good. Uh, that was... That was as good as any football win short of the kick six to me. Yeah. I mean, it went down to the wire. It was against, was Tennessee like four, ranked four maybe at the yeah. time? Yeah. Um, I mean, they were almost a favorite to be a one seed. And Auburn played better than them. Um, yeah. And it was, you know, it was the weekend after the tornadoes too. So there was, you know, a lot of community in Auburn. Kind of coming together. Uh, I don't know. I, I just remember that being a great basketball game on the court and off. Mm-hmm. Um, game that I was at, probably Tennessee in the tournament. Um, that was that was really fun. Yeah, just kill them. It was amazing. Or not Tennessee in the tournament. Yeah, Tennessee in the tournament. Yeah, yeah we should killed them. Yeah, we killed them. That was almost like. Um, the, the year we blew out LSU, but for an SEC championship. Yeah, yeah. No, it really, it was really like I was there. I'm like, is this really happening right now? Um, but the tournament as a whole was just amazing. Um, beating Kansas the way we did, I, I was laughing maniacally in my uh, at my house by myself at how badly yeah. we were just killing these dudes. And then beating North Carolina like we did with a, with a, a, that roster at North Carolina, we had no business beating no. that team, and we beat them so bad. It's not the best stat performance, but was Chuma in that game the best individual performance we've seen in Auburn basketball? I think, yeah, dude, twenty years ever I mean, that I've ever seen. Yeah, that may have been the best I've ever seen a college basketball. That's player what, that's what got Auburn play. drafted in the middle of the on, round. On, yeah, that, yes. that game specifically on, on that stage. Against that team, I mean, I don't even know if Auburn's ever had that kind of opportunity before. So right. it's, it's hard to even say right. that anybody could have had a game that good. And, and I'm sure people will say that there was a Chris Porter game. I mean, Chris but Porter was the Charles Barkley game. Yeah, but. Chris Porter had some dominating performances, but never on that stage. No. Not like that. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk football. And we're back, and I promise we'll talk some football, so here we go. I, can, can I make a just on-air su- yeah. suggestion? We need to – someone listening now, make us a little jingle to play going into a commercial break. I was listening to the Vergecast, another uh, box podcast. They advertise on this podcast. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's great. <laughs> I was wondering Cross if they did. promotion. I'm, I'm waiting for ours to show up on theirs. Yeah. I recorded it. <laughs> um but they have like a little sound effect they play when they go into and out of commercials. I'd love to do that on our own. I mean, we have a producer named Jack who can do well, that for us. I, I would just you hear that airplane? That was maybe, oof, that was cool. <laughs> maybe, maybe just a, yeah, you guys probably didn't hear it, but my headphones, it was very loud. <laughs> um, or maybe like a clip of uh, Tommy Tuberville from the uh, Golden Flake commercial. Where come on. Come on. Uh, anyway, I just. That's now we go to an ad. Choose that, Jack. Yeah, there we there go. It is. Uh, we're playing Tulane on Saturday on Sabado. Sabado Gigante. 
We played the Tulane Green Wave, came in. We all said last week, this is a good team with an offense that, not great. Quarterback, transfer from LSU. This is a team with a really good defensive line. Ryan, did anything that happened Saturday change your mind about either one of those facts? No, I mean, I, th- I thought Auburn was going to put a few more points up, but here's the thing. We talked about this off air. Nobody's upset if Auburn is uh, winning 31-6, I don't think. And we, and we need the ball inside, what, to 15? Yeah. So it's a 31-6 win. We had three turnovers. That's... That yeah. booby told yeah. me three times. That stunk. Really stunk. It was frustrating. Um, However, I think if he, if he doesn't make the first fumble, mm. Cam Martin's not in the game with the second drive, and we might actually have been a little better on offense in the first half. Maybe. Cam Martin did not look good. No, he really didn't. Cam is not a going to find the hole runner. He is a show me the hole. I can get through mm-hmm. it one cut. Like yeah. he, Our guys don't, don't and there's not holes. any holes, right? Yeah. So I don't know if you guys saw Ferg's uh, film room that he his write up this morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was really good to talk about diagnosing the run game, where Auburn's basically the problem is with uh, running inside zone, mm-hmm. which. Is kind of the staple for Gus. It's the bread and butter of this offense. Right. It sets up play action. Like it, that's when Auburn's playing well, especially like the 2013 team, they killed people with the inside zone. Mm-hmm. And that was not working because they're not getting any push yep. with, this, with this offensive line. Against a, an AAC. Right. A, a good well, AAC team, but an AAC team. I read team. today that somebody had them ranked, in a bleacher report, but somebody had their defensive line ranked in the top 10 of defensive lines in America. Yeah. Going into the year. This is, again, like, it's a defensive line from the AAC, but it might be the best defensive line we will play outside of the SEC. Okay. I'm, not, I'm be, not sure if they're better than Oregon's defensive line. They might be the best defensive line we play outside of LSU, Mississippi State, and Alabama and Georgia. Mm-hmm. We might play four. Their, their nose tackle is really good. I don't know. We might play four, maybe five better D-line yeah. than them. But... You know, going back to the run game, though... They're probably the 10th best defensive line. Auburn, yeah. <laughs> no, that's not true. Auburn had a really good game whenever we pulled the guards. That's what so I was... Running counter yes. and, and buck. All of that worked really well, even out of the Wildcat. Right? Josh Black mm-hmm. and I were talking about that during the game. I said, we can run left fairly successfully, yep. and we can run right well if only we if we guard. pull everybody <laughs> from the left over to the right. Right, which is great to be able to have something that... It works, and you saw them lean on that. Yeah, right. Second half, I, I say they lean on that over and over again. But the Booby's longest run was uh, the two wildcat runs. They ran both. the yeah. same play twice in a row, pulling the left tackle and left guard both to the right yeah. on wildcat, yeah. and did it again, and got twelve yards both times. Right. Yeah. That's a very two thousand thirteen type of situation. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it's good to know, okay, this is a thing that we have that worked here. The running game's not just totally shot. Uh, it felt that way for it, it did a feel large that portion way. of the game. When you, when you go 13 carries for 20 yards and not any sack yards involved in that. Yeah, the first half was not rough. Um, um, and then something I don't think I've ever seen before, we abandoned the run. Yeah. For three, basically the whole second quarter. 29 freaking times yeah. in the first half. And the, and the final numbers don't really reflect that because I think it was like, yeah, he threw 35 times. Right. That much like, yeah, we basically abandoned the pass in the second Right. <laughs> Once it was, okay, comfortably, yeah. we're going to work on this running. Right. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was an interesting game. Uh, like there was we said that. after the Oregon game, hopefully it's a lot of good tape to look at. I took the under game. on the 10 plays 
for Joey Gatewood? Do we know how many he ran? I don't think he got 10 in. Okay. Although, he was in earlier in the game. That's true. That's on, out in the first first quarter. He, he had first drive. Was be, be, in the first drive, because of the clock, it yeah. wasn't working. Yeah. They said, oh, we got to take a timeout. I really think out. that that really – I think the clock messing up on that first drive messed that first drive up. Because yeah. it, was, it was not terrible um, mm-hmm. early right. on. And then that happened. They changed the script. And, like, it just gets it, – it gets all the way. And could, we couldn't hurry up. We hurried up. Ran Joey in there to run a surprise third down play. Yep. They have to stop the game. Right. Joey comes out. It really look at we might be looking at a whole different feeling Mess about this flow. game. Yeah, if we score on the opening drive, you're right. right. If it's a 31-6 game and we don't score that last touchdown, but instead score on the first drive of the game, we're all here going, okay, yeah, we looked okay in the first drive of the game, mm-hmm. and then settled in. First kept to vanilla in the game, so we didn't. I mean, you talk about vanilla, buddy. That first half was as vanilla as it gets. I don't even know if we ran four plays in the first half. Like it was. Well, I'll say the Wisconsin the passing game was actually more involved than I thought it was going to be. Mm -hmm. There was a couple of deep balls. Uh, One to Anthony Schwartz for some reason. Yeah. (laughs) I really here's the thing: if he he catches that, then it's like that's a great play call. I expect right. But, but I don't know if he should have been out there. <laughs> I 100% think he was out there to run that one play mm-hmm. merely to put that on film and say, hey, look, we're still going to do this. Yeah. So yeah. when he's on the field, you're going to have to cover him because what if he catches it? Right. It's six. God, how long is that cast on there, do you guys think? I hope it's off next week. Me too. No, I hope it's on for this next week so he doesn't play. Yeah, uh, that's true. I hope it's off for right him. Um, yeah, Eli the, Stove looked okay. He, he looked Ryan Davis-esque. He acquitted himself well. <laughs> yeah. He likes to cut a lot of balls for like 30 yards. Seth Williams, before he got hurt, he had a pretty lousy game. Starting to run frustrating. me in the wrong way and maybe some other folks because he's he takes plays off. Yeah. He's extremely talented. He does not like to block, apparently. Yeah. Um, and now that Ryan Davis and Darius Slayton aren't also on the team, right. he's getting all the double coverages. Right. And, it, you know, and he, he, that's why he's not getting any looks. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy who looked like he might have forced his way into this rotation, though, is Matthew Hill. I hope so. Yeah. He looks yeah, like yeah, one of the best athletes. On nice the team clutch right catch up, yeah. um, in the second half. What's yeah. funny about this game is that, we talked about this before the podcast, this was a 13-6 game that Auburn trailed after the first quarter 3 nothing. Mm-hmm. But at no point in this game did anybody in that stadium have any fear that we might lose. Yeah. The defense sure. was just... Destroying this and it it was it was more of a we're frustrated about the offense because we feel like they're going to waste the the good defense, but we need to to settle in and actually enjoy. This might be the best Auburn defense in fifteen years since our four. I mean, this that, might be the best fair? Auburn defense since at least since Tuberville's. It's probably year. at least since um since us. 07 or 08, really. 08 had a great defense. Yeah. I was thinking about today that I don't, I feel like they're the most underappreciated defense Auburn's ever had. The only difference between 2012 and 2008 was 2008 had a defense. Yeah. 12 didn't have either. Yeah. Eight would have been 12 in a hurry had that defense not been. No, Mm -hmm. the the defense in eight was great. They just ran out of steam at the end of the year. So conversation for a different time. Whitlow had 23 carries for 96 yards. I did see on Twitter somebody be like, "Well, if you took out his two longest runs, he has blah blah blah." I'm like, "Yeah, if you took out the bad, if you took out all the good plays, the game would have been bad." <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Right. 
If you take away Auburn's four touchdowns, this, we lose this game, man. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. Did anybody impress you on offense? Uh, Booby Whitlow in the second half did. Although I hate that he fumbled it. He did keep running yeah. hard. We, I think the issue is that we need to get him out of the game more. Yeah, yeah. The more that we're leaning on him, I mean, he's, he's not one of those running backs that gets better with contact. Yeah, I th- not to uh, steal Josh Black's thunder. Um, I don't know if he plans on writing this anywhere or not, but he, he mentioned today he doesn't – he thinks we've got to protect Booby's carries. We can't have him carry more than 25 times a game. Right. Um, like, just as what you were saying. And what that kind of leads me to, and what we saw at the end of the game, Joey Gatewood is good even if he's not making the right reads. And he sure. He should be running the Wildcats, what I'm getting to. Yeah, I think and so. As, as much as we're leaning on Booby in the run game, anytime we can take a chance to not play him, I right. think we should. Um, there, there's so many benefits to doing that. You, know, you get Joey snaps in the game in case he needs to play. The, the, only, pro- the only problem is, um, I, I think ideally, Gus wants to run their Wildcat without making personnel change. Right. So I mean, and that's he, fair. Um, um, he but, hasn't been doing that, but he wants to. Do right. That's there was there was an interesting play that they ran twice. I think both of the big runs for Booby, they brought Bo Nix in motion, mm-hmm. and not just like they didn't just move him over. He was the no, motion. He was man. he was the motion man. Yeah. Which we, I don't think we've seen with any of the any quarterbacks other quarterback, in the past. No. The only one we've seen. Like, that, I know we didn't do it with Stidham. We ran it with Cam, but Cam was taking the snap as the Wildcat. We ran that exact same play. With Cam. But who was the motion man for that? Cody Burns. Okay. Yeah. And that, that's a different situation where you have a guy that was a quarterback. Um, there's, I wonder, there's going to be wrinkles off of that this year. Because yeah. if you look at, the, look at the offensive line, Schenker is the left tackle who is an eligible receiver. Right. And yeah. that's it. And so I, what I wonder is, is we roll Joey in. To be the outside guy, the man. Is the motion man? At some point. But then, if it's successful or not, we just flip him, put Bo out there, and have Joey behind him, take him off. Right. Um, and here's the thing I think that's a can, way to get Joey in the game and have not have to switch personnel to I, change play. I think wildcat. you can have a couple of scripted, you know, one two plays where you run that Wildcat with Joey taking the snap mm-hmm. with Bo in the game. And then. You change it real quick where it's a regular formation, Bo's taking the snap, and you have Joey in the slot. Yeah. Acting like as a tight end CJ Zama kind of guy. And whether he you know, gets the ball or not, I think you can set up and kind of surprise a couple defenses by doing that. Right. Yeah, I think that's a that's a good that'd be a good way to use Joey. Wildcat was written in a kind of obsolete vernacular. Yeah. That's a line from the Royal Tenenbaums. Mm-hmm. Wildcat. <laughs> um, Joey Gatewood at the Wildcat would be. Uh, there's probably three people on this podcast listening to this going, Crow, nailed it. <laughs> nailed that. Burlington and Bombs reference. Um, you, should, you should have. I would have queued up Elliot Smith. Oh, you, man. Wildcat was a book written by Eli Cash, who was played by Owen Wilson in that movie. Um, who also wrote a book called C- Custer, in which his review was. <laughs> his explanation was. Everyone knows General Custer died at the Battle of Little Bighorn, but what this book presupposes is maybe he didn't. <laughs> uh, Auburn completed passes. Another Texas guy. 
Yeah, another Dallas guy. Mm-hmm. Auburn completed passes, or by Auburn, I mean Joey, I mean Bo Nix completed passes of 31, 40, and 25 in that game. To Will game. Hastings. Will Hastings had a, had a great game. game. He had a great game. About got his head taken off, but had a really yeah. good game. They're yeah. saying he's not injured going forward. I don't, I'm not sure if I believe that. Bro, he did an interview after the game. You can watch it. He sounded fine. Just a cut, dog. <laughs> this is a he shot. sounded fine. Uh, I, heard, I heard somebody in the stadium saying, oh, I don't know if that's targeting or not. I'm like, no, dude, come on. Like, that's <laughs> the, guy I mean, that's not the definition of target. So, I, I don't know why everybody's booing. That was a clean hit. I was like, what yeah. are you talking the about? The fact that the Tulane fans were cheering the guy. As who he left the stadium, yeah. They <laughs> thought it was. I heard some of them say it wasn't targeting. But, like, it's the most like blatant. If there was a textbook that you opened it to, and looked at targeting, mm-hmm. it could be that play. Yeah. A guy is defenseless. The ball's been tipped. He's reaching up. The not defender, looking. And you're like, like, I'm just going to hit you, this guy with my head. You launch <laughs> it in with your head. That's targeting. Kick him out of the game. Again, had he been injured, my rule would be, and SEC, if you're listening, this is, I'll only accept $100,000. You can put this rule into place. One on 108. It's true. 180. That's what you play for. You... If a person is injured, if you injure someone targeting, uh-huh. you have to be suspended for however long they miss. Yeah, that's a good idea. That's the rule. I thought you were going to say you have to like, be subjected to the same injury. No. He gets, to, <laughs> he gets to hit you back. No. You get brain damage, too. <laughs> so, like, let's Jeez. say Will Hastings misses the next three weeks. Homeboy who hit him, he's got to sit yeah, out. Yeah, I like this rule. Oh, you, you know there's going to be some games. Right, right, right. right. Oh, uh. You know, LSU's playing Alabama next week. We're going to make sure that that Alabama receiver doesn't play against Who LSU. Who cares? If we don't care if Alabama loses. Like, actually, no, no, no. We do. We do. Me. But, like... If it's late in the season. But, like, LSU doesn't care if... You know what I mean? Like, unless it's yeah. just, like, to try to get an if advantage we, if, we can, if we hold a receiver out for in, the Sanford play, game... We play Alabama last. So, so it'd be Georgia. Sure. Yeah. The schedule's moving around next year, anyways. Okay, I still think that there, this is, there is a chance where someone does. I think that you would see less guy, less people hold out their talented and healthy offensive weapons than you would defensive players have to change the way they play football. Well, and, and I do like the change they made this year. I do too. Where it's like technicals in the NBA, like once you get a certain amount, You're you going. have an extended suspension. Yeah, mm. I like that a lot. Uh, and it does not need to reset in the playoffs like it does in the NBA. Do we want to talk about we our defense? finding the schools, too. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Find, find, the find the players. That, yeah, that, find that the coaches. Find paid. the coaches. There we go. The coordinator, like your position coach, gets fined. Oh, you're a receiver? Your receiver coach got fined. There we go. Do we talk about our defense in this game? Our defense was catastrophic in this game. So the first half, it felt real bad. It wasn't, though. But it, it wasn't. wasn't. We yeah, gave it was up, because we our gave offense up, was we so We gave bad. up some chunk plays, and that's exactly it. We gave up some chunk plays that didn't feel good in the first half, dude. We let them move the ball a little more than you would want when your offense looks like yeah, mm, crap. Right. I think when you run for 20 yards. Right. Um, second half, though, like they, it was, there was, it was just like the Oregon game. There was zero threat of them yeah. doing anything in the second the half. First ha- the second half, I believe, I'm trying to keep it up in my head because I, I used to like the stats. You could see the stats at the end of each quarter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can do the math yourself. Right. But in the stadium, they have a, a kind of up there. But like they they had a decent amount of yardage in the first half. 
In the second half, compared one step closer. Like it was not far from what we had. I believe before, from halftime until about halfway through the fourth quarter, they gained twenty-five yards of total offense. Yeah, yeah. sounds right. Sounds right. That I mean, it was. They didn't do nothing. They so might get a first down, but it was like, okay, then the next three plays are going to yeah. lose yards. It was interesting because our defense didn't like. If you look at the stat sheet, they didn't. I mean, there was one interception. Yeah, there weren't many sacks. There were, there were no sacks. They yeah. didn't sack Desmond Miller at all. It's interesting that oh, we have no sacks, but our we have a defensive lineman that was the defensive lineman right. of the week because he was destroying everywhere. <laughs> um, McMillan took some licks after the yeah. after the play. I mean, in <laughs> the the game plan that Tulane employed, it seemed like they were trying to use the Oregon game plan mm-hmm. of don't run, don't run at the off at the defensive line, don't hold on to the ball. Like we're just gonna throw quick passes, which you know worked a couple of times. Uh, you know, McMillan got out of the pocket a couple times, which you know, he was a highly recruited quarterback. You yeah, saw why he's, he's a not good player. You saw why he's not a SEC quarterback because right. his accuracy was not great. He was hanging in there, but yeah. you know, he was he was. And when he got outside, best. when he got outside uh, the defensive line, he picked up. He was their best rusher. He picked up fifty-four yeah. yards on seven carries. Like only one of those was designed. Um. But then he was 10 of 33 for 103 yards. And it, it, the, part of the reason we don't have that many sacks this year is because we're not blitzing. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. we're, the defensive line is so good that you only have to run sacks the lines. In the Oregon game, were blitzes, weren't they? Were they not safety? Uh, one of them Denson. was Truesdell, and Denson had the other okay. one. We had five tackles for loss and four quarterback hurries. And Hurry two of win. those tackles right. for loss were Marlon Davidson. Right. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, Roger McCreary in the secondary had a great game. They kind of tried to pick on him. Yeah, they, were, I guess, they I guess were it's throwing at that guy every time. I guess it's crazy. It, you know, he's not the starter on paper, so mm-hmm. I guess whenever you see him on the field, they go, oh, let's go with the guy that's not the starter. Yeah. Makes sense. And they, he was just glue. Did not work guys. out for him. Yeah. And <laughs> they, the, the thing is, I, I've been wanting to see how much better uh, Biggie's gotten in the offseason. Yeah. They have either Oregon or. Um, Tulane's thrown his way at all. Right. Whether it's Jars Davis or uh, McCreary on the field, they've thrown it their guy almost every time. Guys, they only ran 46 plays. Oregon? Or Tulane? Tulane. 46 plays? Uh, that can't be right. We had 36 36. total tackles. And they didn't score any touchdowns. Well, they had 33 passes and like I think 20 rushes. I think they had, they had to have had okay. 53. At least 53 plays. And still, good number. I mean, yeah, it's uh, not a lot at yeah. all. Yeah. Okay, sorry, we tackled them 46 times. You're right, there were some incomplete passes. So you're and if you run out of bounds, not a tackle. Right. Um, you you kind of saw this. You, Willie Fritz is an option guy, going back to his George Southern days. And it's, it's not the triple option, but it's a shotgun option offense. Um, but... When they were going against our defensive line, they just had no shot. No. Uh, especially no. those slow-developing reads. just didn't happen. They ran 64 plays. They had 34 pass attempts and 30 rushing attempts. Yeah. No, it's not. 64 plays is about. That's okay. Not average. We had yeah, seven as few sustained drives as there were from either team. I remember when it was a big deal that Gus Malzahn could run 72 plays yeah. in a game. <laughs> now everybody's uh, doing He ran 82. Against Tulane. It's pretty good. Yeah. 82. Again, there was one moment in the third quarter 
first of all, I think third quarter Gus is gone. We've scored third quarter's been our best quarter this year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. scored touchdowns in the third quarter in both games. We did do this. First quarter Gus has been the problem. We did do this early last season, though, the third quarters we were scoring in. We, we, somewhere in the third quarter, Auburn had a 11 play drive that ate up five minutes of clock. Mm -hmm. Well, it was an eight play, 11 minute. No, it was, yeah, it was an 11 play drive. Eight up five minutes of clock. And it was. Like an 80 yard drive. Yeah, 11 plays, 85 yards. It was the best drive of the game. And at that, the moment that drive ended, which I believe it ended with, I want to say the Eli Stove touchdown. Mm -hmm. That was it. Yeah. But that was, after that moment, it was like, okay, well, then Auburn got even more vanilla on offense. Actually, I think that may be when Joey came in. It was like, okay, well, this is. Yeah, it's over. We can now actually move the ball. Yeah. And they can't. Get the ball across the fifty. This game's done. How about that uh, that punter for Tulane? Uh, you know his longest punt was only forty nine, which is the same as Sipos, but he was pinning him. He out was pinning him almost every time. Uh, yeah, because they kicked one from like the fifty, and he still did it then too. Like, yeah, that was so crazy. Now Auburn did not play the field position game very well. No, uh, we got uh, kind of pinned in our special own special teams. Is yeah, not great. Like I say, especially it's really just punt coverage. Yeah, I mean, literally every other yeah, pass, yeah. especially has been good. Christian yeah. Tud has been Tut, really Tut's good. Been good. Yeah, punt returns. It was the only the drive I was talking about earlier. It was the only drive of the third quarter that Auburn scored on, and it was the eleven play, eighty two yards, five minute and twenty second yard mm-hmm. drive that ended in a Chatarvius Whitlow fourteen yard run. And at that moment, it was twenty one six. That was a good run, and that was it. That game was over, and at that from that moment on, it was just like, all right, let's just. Let's just get out of here. Because at that point, it was a minute and 50 left in the third quarter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all right. This next game's... possession, they kick a field goal, and I think the next possession after that maybe is, is Joey killing clock. Yeah. yeah. That was it. And that field goal drive, eight, thir- three minutes and 44 off the clock. I mean, Auburn had drives of five minutes and three and almost four minutes in the second half. I think, um, I think that's something that the offense will have to do. Um, even if we don't score, they've got to drag some drives out. Ten play drive. Hell yeah, we a ten like play drive. Three, play drive. three. They ha- they all need to be more than three and a half. Well, that was the clock. fatal flaw last year. Was that as good as the defense was, they got gassed. Yeah, they'd be back on the field mm-hmm. in a minute. Right. <laughs> in this games like the Mississippi State game, that's what happened. Um, so Not- even if the offense isn't putting up, you know, thirty five points a game, if they're keeping the defense off the field. That's yeah. more than enough. That's what you need. And maybe that's a strategy that we're going to look at. I, it's, it's hard for me to think of Gus Malzahn doing that. Is, is this team prime total? Oh, man. It could be. Like, Are, are we going to win a game 10-9 this year? Oh, you know how excited I'd be if we won a game 10 <laughs> No, I, I really... People would be pissed. I oh, still people would be angry. I love Tuberville games. I really think, though, that this... This team has the tools on offense to be really good. I do, too. But I think... And I think that, like... I wrote this in our Slack. It's a weird feeling agreeing with Joe Goodman. <laughs> but his article about how Aub- Aub- the best thing about Auburn's defense is that it buys Bo Nix time. Like, he doesn't have to be the greatest quarterback of all time right. by the time we go to A&M. We know yeah. that a and going to have to figure out a way to score against right. the best defense line they'll see this year, including Clemson. Right. And so, 
And I watched a little bit of that Clemson game. A&M's offense struggled at times against Clemson's defensive line, and I think ours is better than theirs. This this goes back to what we were discussing off air of, of, of theories on why Bo Nix won the job, and it's his ability to just get rid of the ball when it's time to get rid of the ball. Um, if if the play's not there, and he's you know. He's missed a wide-open touchdown in this game right. that he could have thrown. But he his, hasn't played great, but he's no. played good. His, he's made decent – he's pretty good decisions. Um, you know, he threw yeah. the two interceptions in the first game. But his – And I'll say, the play that got ended up being targeting against Will Hastings, that should have been a pick as well. Sure. It was right through the guy's hands. Sure. But, um, but he – Hasn't forced a whole lot of stuff. Those, right. those are really just bad passes. Right. Um, short arm or whatever you want to. Yeah. And he's he got hurt by a couple drops early. In this game. He had a I couple think of in the yes, first two drives. There were three drops. And we mentioned that we had him throw to a guy with a cast on his hand. So. Yeah. I think he also threw a couple of balls. I think his hand slipped on a couple of his passes. One ball went out of bounds in particular. Well, I'm like, somebody, a little sweaty out there. Maybe was it you that was saying this was like one of the most human day, humid well, days? I was joking. That I said it was the most humid day in the history of human time. <laughs> okay, I didn't yeah. say that. It, yeah. it, we were basically in a swimming pool. It was it was <laughs> putrid. It's the only way to describe the weather for this game. I mean, I could not imagine it being any more humid in the sw- in the Everglades. It, it like was, swamp. at kickoff, it was 91, feels like 101. Yeah. <laughs> you had 10 degrees of humidity. That's what it, that was, it was. It was, it was like horrible. 93%. No, wait, there wasn't really any wind. Either. No, that was the biggest. Yeah, it was stagnant. <laughs> you were in a stagnant pool of stink. And there was so hot that no amount of Coors Light was cutting through that. <laughs> at one point, I looked at, I looked at Josh and I was like, I can't imagine running around. <laughs> I can't imagine how these guys are doing this. Okay. Can you imagine having to play the game on the kickoff this? team where you know Andy's no. just going to... Why didn't we wear white jerseys? We, no, we, no, we yeah. never discussed this. Why did we not wear white right, jerseys? let's do it. I think it's because Penn State doesn't wear white jerseys and they do a, a white oh, That's stupid. I don't, I don't Who think... wants to be Penn State? Well, they're the whiteout people. <laughs> and I don't know... Let's talk about doing a whiteout. Right. We didn't do whiteout because Gus Malzahn does not change anything. We wore a whiteout because I think they did it... Because they thought the fans may have needed it this early in the year. Not oh, I, no, I don't want to hear That's what I'm saying. Why didn't we go no. this? The, the right. Kids? After the LSU game last year, I 100% believe this game was a whiteout specifically for the fans. Right. Because that LSU game. Don't wear blue. Oh, yeah, you're going to die. Wearing blue in this heat is the worst. There should never be a blue game before November 1st. What is next week? Is it an orange out or something? Um, I'm not sure. I don't think so, but. We're not doing it's homecoming for Kent State. It is weird homecoming on the second game of the season. Homecoming week three. Why don't we just make Ole Miss? I think it's also Parents Weekend. Why don't we just make Ole Miss homecoming? That would have been a blast. Yeah, you said this is the tenth best you line. This line, (laughs) I know. I didn't think we're all better than (laughs) playing Arkansas and Ole Miss this year. Sorry, there's not a guy on Ole Miss's D line that could play for Tulane. I don't think. Man, don't you wish we played Tennessee? Don't you wish we played got to play Arkansas twice somehow? (sighs) That'd be great. I mentioned this earlier. Tennessee isn't going to go 0 and 12. Like they're, they're going to beat somebody. <laughs> they're going to win this week. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They're not going to go 1 and 11 either. They're going to beat somebody. Mox might jump out and beat them. Bite them. You don't want to be the team <laughs> that's 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 yeah. Could you imagine if they did lose to Chattanooga? That'd be it. Jerry Proof be gone. And, and then here's he what happens. He couldn't even show his face on Sand Mountain anymore. No. <laughs> what happens 
is Phil Fulmer becomes the coach. Oh, and yeah. they go on like a three-game winning streak. <laughs> this is all part of the plan. <laughs> Y'all see the conspiracy theories that Urban Myers lobbying for the job already? For Tennessee? Tennessee? He's got the USC job locked up. Well, of course he does. Why would he take the Tennessee job? Yeah. But why would he want to work for Fulmer? They've got tradition, Crow. They don't. <laughs> I heard they're going to get Gruden. <laughs> they should have years ago. Oh yeah, man. They should have just hired Mike Leach. They're idiots oh, for not Tennessee hiring. hired Mike Leach. Man. One of my favorite things. That's the only guy I want to, re- to replace Gus Malzahn because it would be so much fun It'd be for so much three fun, short man. years. It'd be so much fun. Then just then burn out just, the Then it would just all fire. just go down in flames. It sounds like a little tenure of a lot of Auburn head football yeah. coaches. Yeah. Probably the last five. I, I wouldn't say Tommy went down in flames, but Pat was a slow burn. Pat went down. Pat, Pat went. Yeah. Terry. Terry was. Terry's the. Terry burned biggest. out. I mean, he was a bright star, my friend. Yeah. He burned well, right. Well, you say the same about Chiswick, though. Chiswick. Chiswick and Tommy yeah. and Terry were very similar in the. Uh, but Chiswick. Chiswick, uh, you know, didn't. Everyone loves Chiswick. Yeah, still. no one wants to kill Gene Chiswick. We uh, we talked about that how in the let's let's finish up talking about the game with talking about the Rod uh, oh, tribute. Man. Yeah. The uh, in, if you haven't seen it on Twitter, it's everywhere. If you haven't seen it, you've been actively avoiding it. Um, I think Auburn's video production team is better than we deserve. They're incredible. Was, when that, they opened up the best. video with the, the pre and post game jingle, yes, mm-hmm. like right off the bat, I was. Man, I was in tears. It, yeah, I was, I was crying. There was not a dry eye in the house. And there were at least two grown men in section uh, 42. I know, I was crying. I was crying a lot. And it was, and it was it really wasn't, well done. It wasn't just the curse. Yeah. And it was really well done. And it was really, uh, it was really poignant. Yes. Um, I don't really know where I was going with that. It's Besides. difficult to have a, a video like that. I mean, you're, you're showing Auburn football highlights. I mean, because yeah. the highlights of football are the highlights of Rod, secret best calls, mm-hmm. and you still pretty much had silence in the stadium. People would cheer at random things. For but instance, it was pretty quiet. What I brought this up for was Gene in the video. Yeah. Holding his championship trophy, giving a wink, like a nod <laughs> to Rod, and everyone cheers Chizik being in there. And like, this was a man that was fired. Yeah. Yep. And he's it's also a man that won a national championship. Right. He's welcome back with open arms. Mm. Everyone still loves him he and wins community. And has a really great chicken finger restaurant. Yeah. I ate there tonight, actually. Everyone really likes likes Gene. And it's not every school he's a good person. Yeah. It's he not is, every school in, in America that would that would do that. Not every right. school would have a guy that they fire. Still want to live here. And still all got still Three guys. Tennessee's got Phil Fulmer. Auburn's got three guys that they fired. That's what. If you noticed, one of those guys was not on that video, and his his calls were definitely Rod's calls. Yeah, Yeah, it's true. Over half of them. Yeah, but he's in a Senate race, and I I bet that's probably why he. I bet there's he can't be in there. I'm betting. Yeah, you're probably right. Heaven forbid Alabama politics gets sullied by some corruption. I know. It's just uh, it's just one of those things. Alabama politicians, they gotta they, they gotta, gotta keep their hands pure. clean. Woo. Well, but I bet that's why. I thought it was great. I thought that it set the tone. I thought, you know, that was one of those things where I was kind of I actually was nervous before the game started that Auburn might mess around and lose this game. 
But then at the end of that, I kind of was like, there's no freaking way we're losing this game. Like, Auburn's going to win this game, and it's going to be fine. Everything's going to be fine. Yeah. yeah, I came away from it feeling like, man, we got some work to do. Yeah. But, uh... The Eagle didn't fly good. New Eagle. Ah! Yeah, he got she, a little scared. Uh, listen, she, she flew good. She didn't, she she didn't jump out. She didn't She's a cool-looking little Eagle. Did you guys know? Yeah. Uh, just like the Auburn offense started slow. Started slow. Took, took a second to get out of the gate. She did not really want to come out hey, of there. I'll tell you this much about Auburn football, and then this is the last thing I want to say. If we don't allow anybody to score a touchdown, we're not going to lose many games. Hey, there we go. If everybody only gets six, we're going to win most of our games. We can win a game nine to six. We won a game three to two, buddy. It's true. <laughs> all right. I'm going to do another break before we uh, move on. That's it. That's all I got. Oh, we're talking about Kent State. Kent State. Oh, yeah. Okay. We've been going for fifty-five minutes. Let's do some Kent State. There's well, not a ton to talk about. All right. Break. break. Let's take a break. Come back. We'll finish up with some Kent State. Hit the jingle. Let's go to a break, and we're back. We're back from the break, and talking. we're back from the break, and we're back from the break. There we go. Talking about Kent State. Yeah. The... Talking about Kent State. Talking about the flashes. So, their quarterback. The flashes. Yeah. I thought they were like eagles or something. Golden flashes. The golden flashes, which is some type of bird. But their quarterback, Woody Barrett, sounds made up. May have been benched. Mm. He was benched against Kennesaw State. So he may not play. So according to head coach Sean Lewis, he is the starting quarterback, a, but he did DJ? not earn he did not earn the start against Kennesaw State. So it's kind of weird. It sounds like a practice thing. So maybe Woody Barrett from sounds Auburn Tiger nice. grade, yeah, is going to play against the Auburn Tiger front front seven. I think or Tiger. Great. Yeah, I always, oh. everybody played for us is great. Well, that's true. I'm with you. Um, I don't think that they scored 10 points. I'm going to be a much worse offense than Tulane. I'm going to be upset if they score more than three. And I'm only giving them three just allowing for some. In case game. there's a pick on the 25. They might point. only in that. Well, we yeah. might put second yeah. stringers in in this game. Man, we might our, rotate some guys they're, in. They're one of the bottom like 10 offenses in the country. <laughs> Where are they at SP Plus? They are 117. Nice. Their offense is 118. Even Tommy Tumberville's great defense has struggled to shut people out. I'm not going to hold out for a shutout. We are, as Josh Depp said, we've never lost to a team from the MAC, but we are, I think we're going to say 6 0 against MAC and 2 and 4 against the spread, if you care about that. 2 and 4 against the spread while playing the MAC? Yeah. Good gracious, these stats. Josh Dub, man, that's he's the he is the dean of data, <laughs> the sultan of the spreadsheet, the emperor of that all that is empirical. That was a stretch. Yeah, that's a long one. <laughs> all right, so we're gonna beat Kent State. What's yeah, your, sure. what's your score prediction? Uh, we're gonna score score prediction. I'm gonna hit you with another over under, and then we'll be done. No one uh, wants to listen to this ramble. Thirty eight three. Okay, thirty eight three. What's uh, what's the spread on this game? Let me look at that. Like thirty-five. Um, I'm gonna go. Thirty-three nothing. We're gonna do it. Thirty-three nothing. We're gonna do it, Chief. I love that. We're gonna. We're gonna. We're gonna goose egg them. Are all those offensive points? No. Uh, Christian Tut's house one. There's going to be a Auburn 35 point favorites. The over under is 51 and a half. Oh, did I push? According to covers. Uh, what's what? 51.5 is the over under. 51.5 and the 35 is the spread. Oh, 
Well, shoot. So that means they're... 35 nothing then. 35 nothing. There you go. So Chief has the under and Auburn to cover. Yeah. Uh, I am going to take Auburn. 51. Ooh, man. Kent State, 10. I, you've got a lot more faith in this offense than I do right Or now. he really loves the defense. That's... Oh, yeah. they're just going to score. There might be some defensive scores. Pick six. Yeah, there, there's like three or four of them. <laughs> Christian Tud is going to house one this year. Or that's, two. I also that's think true. At some point, yeah, he's yeah. returning to punt for a touchdown. Yeah. It might as well be against the. I feel like flashes. I feel like this MAC team. Do, are they great at special teams? No. Is this also. No. Yeah, this is a. This is a matchup of two former Tommy Bowden, Terry Bowden schools. Oh, they're 117th in S&P Plus? That's, that's accurate. That's accurate. Oh, I'm thinking of accurate. Wrong yes. Ohio is school. Is this, uh, 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 I'm reading this correctly, 117 in S&P Plus? Overall, yeah. 118th in offense. All right, let me change this defense. to 69 to nothing. <laughs> oh, that's nice. <laughs> uh, you guys want to hear some, some trends about this game? Sure. Golden Flashes are 5-1 and one against the spread in their last six games following against the spread loss. Did they? They yeah, lost. Uh, they, yeah, they lost outright last week. They've only won three games the last two years. So. Yeah. Oh, well, year year plus. But they're they look great. Teams cover. Auburn is five and zero <laughs> against the spread in the last five home games. They are four and zero against the spread in the last four non conference games, and four and one against the spread in the last five games overall. Huh? However, Auburn is zero and five against the spread. In the last five games, after allowing less than 170 yards in their previous game, Josh Dub. Well, now he's making me question. What he I didn't said. say that one. That's covers.com oh. for all your uh, legal and illegal. Well, maybe I need to go needs. back to 33 nothing then. No, we're a great team. We cover the under six, four nothing. The last four Auburn September games, 69 to nothing. So I'm going to take in the under. Give me the under and give me Auburn and the points. So I'm going to go now. I'm changing it and going. I'm going to go. F- 34 to nothing. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> I said 30s, man. We got the 30s. 34 to zero. Yeah, let me go I, back to 33 I'm, I'm pretty positive none of us will remember what our picks are when we submit yeah. our picks to Jack this week. Yeah, yeah so sure. That's true. 33 nothing, so I'm, I'm prices riding you. That's yeah, exactly. <laughs> One dollar. We're playing on grass this week because playing at Auburn. <laughs> the under is 33 and 16 and 2 against the Tigers the last 15 How often have we played like not on grass? I can't. I don't know. That's a good question. We play in Atlanta. at home. We play in Atlanta. Oh, at home? Well, <laughs> never. Never. Not as long as Suge's been here, man. <laughs> All right. All right. Guys, yeah, thank you so much for listening. It's been great to talk to Come you. Come tailgate with us this week. Yeah. South Quad Deck. Come say hey. There'll be some koozies, maybe. Is that considered the South Quad Deck? That's the South Quad Deck. In the hill? Yeah. Vamos. That's weird. Vamos, amigos. It's the quad Deck, and it's South. Oh, That's right. Why. Vamanos amigos, he whispered, and threw the busted letter flip crawl over the loose weed of the saddle cake, and they rode on in the Pisquetti bus ride. <laughs>